Welcome to Be Bold Repeat, a podcast for female entrepreneurs who want a behind the scenes look at what it takes to build a business of your dreams using mindset and marketing strategies. Your journey as an entrepreneur can be whatever you want it to be. Be Bold Repeat is not about being perfect or even getting it right the first time. We seek to inspire you to take action, whether that's clean or messy. We know that you've got this and the world needs you to show up and share your gifts now more than ever. My name is Ashley Cruz and I am the founder of Embracing the Uncertain, a female coaching company dedicated to providing a safe and supportive space for your personal or professional journey. I'm Katie Burton, digital marketing strategist and owner of Simply Social. My passion is helping business owners and entrepreneurs tell their story online so they can free up time to work on growing their business. We are so happy to have you. Make sure you're following us at Be Bold Repeat on Instagram and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure you're getting the latest episodes. Hey friends, welcome back to the Be Bold Repeat podcast. We are here today. It's been a week, y'all. We usually record on Fridays. And, you know, one of the things that Katie and I have been talking a lot about is just like, there's zero separation between work and home life and how taxing that can be. And it really brought up this idea of not only like Zoom burnout, but this idea of emotional, mental, entrepreneurial, nine to five burnout, they're all kind of interlinked and very similar. And a lot of what we talk about and what we're trying to get the message out about is having and holding boundaries as an entrepreneur so that you don't have to struggle with that burnout. But that is so much easier said than done because we are victims of habit not victims, rather creatures of habit. We do everything we can to keep things safe and sound. And that's just like a human thing. And so today we want to talk a little bit about burnout and how that feels, not just in the corporate world, because I think if you've taken the leap into entrepreneurship, you might know very well that that burnout can happen just as easily in entrepreneurship as it happened in corporate world. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that experience. We're going to talk a little bit about um, how burnout actually shows up in entrepreneurship. And our hope is that as you work through this process of burnout, whatever that might look like for you right now, is that you can start to notice it a lot sooner. You can start to understand the signs of burnout and then give yourself a break when you notice that that's coming up. Because we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but there's like some very interesting parallels between burnout and perfectionism and like all of the things that we've learned as a society and what it means to be successful. So they're very interlinked. And our hope today is that you can kind of take away some things that will help give you grace to take a break if you need it, because listen, the money will always be made, but your mental capacity only can withstand so much. So with that said, Let's talk a little bit about um, burnout in general. So how this conversation even got started was we were talking about corporate burnout, right? We talked a little bit about how when 
we both leaped into entrepreneurship, that was actually the thing that we were getting away with, right? Like we were wanting to get away from rather, right? So Katie, tell me, like, how did you know that you were going through burnout once you were in the corporate and you were working your side job at the same time, right? Like your side biz. Tell me a little bit about your, your situation and how that worked. Of course. So like Ashley said, I was working full-time um, at a corporate, quote-unquote corporate job. And then on the side, I was unknowingly building Simply Social. So uh, we were living in San Francisco at the time. And for anyone that's familiar with the Bay Area, your entire paycheck goes to rent. So when a client approached me and wanted me to do some work on the side, I thought, why not? This will only help. Like, I want to travel more. I want to do all these things. And it just kind of grew from there. Um, but what I didn't think about was my time that I was going to be spending. So my burnout came in feelings of like drowning in to-do lists. They're just not being enough hours in the week. I don't know how many times I use that phrase um, during that time. And also just like a feeling of overwhelm. Have you ever had that where you just like don't feel like you can catch up or there's always something more you could be doing? And then for me, there was no balance between my work and my personal life. So when I also start to feel like I'm failing in my personal life, whether that's self-care or relationships or whatever it is, like when I don't feel that I can have that balance, that's when I really start to feel burnout too. Oh my God, that's the same for me. And you know, when I went through my corporate burnout, I was juggling being pregnant plus Ooh. my corporate job, which was like very high stress at the time. And I like literally was like, no amount of rest will help me overcome how tired I actually am. And just like you said, like I was completely overwhelmed. I would sit in like a paralyzed state at my mm -hmm. desk, like just staring at the screen, like, I don't even know what to do. There's a million emails in my inbox. There's also 17 voicemails. Like what, where do I start? I have a project due on Monday, like nothing. Like I just was paralyzed. And then on top of that, like exhausted. And so, at the, but at the time it was really interesting. Cause I told myself like, oh, you're just pregnant. It's fine. Like, this is just the nature of the beast. Like, you know, your baby is taking a lot of your energy and it's fine, but that was not the case. Like I really tried, I think, and that's like the interesting part is like it, we would rather give ourselves zero grace than actually like give ourselves the grace to be like, uh, maybe you are having burnout and like, it's okay. Right. Like there's no permission slip there on the personal level when it comes to burnout. Totally. Like we and can I, just muscle our way through it. Totally. And it brings to mind that phrase, it's something like talk to yourself, like you talk to your best friend. Like when you are speaking to me about your burnout, I'm like, girl, of course, like take a break, rest. Don't worry about it. But for some reason, to your point, when it's ourselves, we're like, push through, just get it over with, get it done. And I know I've told myself multiple times and I'm still guilty of it. When I start to feel that overwhelm or that sense of like a never ending to-do list, my brain tricks me into thinking like, oh, well, if you just work for three more hours, you'll feel better on the other side. Mm -hmm. Instead what? of resting, which is what your body really wants. Exactly. And now that I've recognized that and I do sometimes get it right and like rest, when you come back after the rest, the to-do list doesn't seem as long. It doesn't seem as overwhelming. It seems super manageable, but it goes against everything we've been conditioned to do, right? Like when you're busy, 
the corporate world has conditioned us to like get it all done, push through, hit your deadlines. So it's something that you have to like manually, or at least for me now, since I'm in the beginning of the practice, I have to like manually remind myself it is okay to rest, even if there are undue items on your to-do list. One thing that comes up for me as you were talking was like somewhat of this idea that like Beyonce has the same 24 hours in a day and she seems to do it all. And that is so much guilt and shame. Like when I hear that, I'm like, yeah, but Beyonce is also a billionaire and has maids and everything else. And she has a few more people on staff than we do, I think. Just a few. Yes. So it's like, of course she gets a lot done. She has a lot of help, but which is really interesting because it's like, nobody says how many maids Beyonce has. They just say that she gets so much done during a day. And also like, let's not forget that Beyonce asked for help to get all of that shit done, right? And like, for some reason, us people in the quote unquote real, real world, meaning those people that are not like billionaires, like we don't, we think it's totally uncanny to ask for support and help because it means that we can't do all the things. Oh, yes. And I think last week's episode with Lindsay really cap like really stuck that into my brain. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back one episode and listen to that because she talks about asking for help and how it really helps you like build a community and makes your business even stronger. So I think that was like a big aha moment for me. And then the other one was on one of our early coaching calls, you had said to me that accomplished is better than productive. Mm. To this day, it lives on my computer <laughs> on a sticky note that I'm showing Ashley right now. Um, because it's so true. A lot of times we get caught up in thinking like of all the little things we need to do, or our mind wants to be busy or work all eight or 10 or however many hours you want to work per day. But really, it's about targeting those like big items that will move the needle in your business. 100%. God, I talk about this so much because that was the big thing. Like in my business, I felt really busy. I was like, God, if I have to do this for the rest of my life, I don't think that I'll be able to do this. So I was spending all of this energy and starting to feel somewhat of that burnout. I was going into launches exhausted and in those moments, I realized as I look back, I'm like, I was doing a lot of things, yes, but I wasn't doing anything really well. And I actually wasn't doing the things that I should have been doing, i.e. selling and talking to people. I was avoiding that. And so like, I think that's like a huge thing when we think about burnout and entrepreneurship is thinking through, number one, why are we staying busy in our business? Like, what are we trying to avoid? In my case, it was trying to avoid objections from people that I was having sales calls with. I did it too, y'all. It's fine. Um, and then also like just this idea of like, where should I be spending my time? I don't know. So I'm just going to do all of the things in hopes that something lands. But when we do that, number one, we're going to burn out. It just is not fact of the matter. And then two, when you look back at like what you did to get your results, you have zero idea where that result came from because you didn't execute well on one thing. It's like, well, it could have been these three different things or it could have been these other six things. I have zero idea. I feel that so much. I think I just did that a couple of months ago. <laughs> I mean, and I love that you called out that like 
you do this too. Like this is not something we should make ourselves feel guilty for, not something we should feel bad about. Like this is something that we just want to open up the conversation about so that we can normalize it and talk and learn from each other of how we all stop these patterns or get over it or whatever it may be. But it's not something you should make yourself feel wrong for or like punish yourself for burning out. Yeah. And I think with that, it's a very simple reframe, but I'm only human and there's literally only 24 hours in the day. Yes, you could fill all of those hours with things for your business, but that will lead to burnout. And one of the examples that we talked about earlier as we were prepping for the podcast today was just this idea of like what burnout even really is in entrepreneurship and how, you know, like when you work a muscle, which in this situation is like your brain or your business, if you're working a muscle over and over and over and over and over again, eventually that muscle is going to get tired. And so you're really working, like when you think about burnout in uh, exercise, burnout in exercise means that you literally can't go anymore, right? And so we naturally sometimes want to get to that place, but in entrepreneurship, we don't want to get to burnout. We don't want to force ourselves to get to a place where we can't do anything because we're exhausted and paralyzed. Um, in making any steps forward. And so, you know, if you're in a place right now where you're doing all of the things in your business and you're exhausted, I want to invite you to just step back and reassess what actually moves the needle forward. And when I'm talking about moving the needle forward, I'm not talking about anything other than making sales or serving your clients, which are your revenue generators. You can build everything else over time, but those two things are the main things that you're going to look at as indicators of success, usually. Those are like the tangible outcomes, right? Like, yeah, of course we wanna have, the clients have good experiences, but usually when people say their business isn't working and why they're working so hard is because they don't have the money to back up the effort that they're putting in, right? So check yourself. If you're feeling in that place of burnout, am I doing the things that actually bring revenue into my business? Or where could I dig in more in that? Instead of my website, it still needs to be tweaked and, you know, like all the other shit, right? So helpful. And I think one of the things that you really coached me through when I was going through this is identify those three big things that you can do every single day mm-hmm. that move the needle forward, that will generate income, that will generate conversations or someone that may be interested in your business or someone that, who may buy from you. And it gives your brain permission to be like, okay, I accomplished something today, going back to that accomplished over productive. And it can be as easy as just doing those three small things that you identify every day. But that really helped stop me in my tracks from adding things to the to-do list, like you said, tweaking the website, making sure this messaging's on point, and just really focusing when you're in that state of overwhelm or when you feel it coming on focusing on those big three things on your to-do list every day can be really helpful. Yeah. So Katie, I mean, tell me a little bit about what you feel like entrepreneurship or burnout and entrepreneurship rather looks like. Um, I think one of the things that you said was like no emotional capacity. So as we were like prepping for this podcast, that really like resonated with me from the corporate world because I just didn't give two shits, y'all. I was like, fuck this. Like, I do not care. (laughs) 
But I know that that has shown up in some capacity where you're at right now, just being fully transparent. Cause you guys, we're doing this podcast messy. We're sharing all of our little pieces of us that are feel really vulnerable too. So like, tell us a little bit about that and how it's showing up for you. Yeah. I'm sure my husband could give an entire Ted talk on this. Um, <laughs> I, um, was in the state. So when I first hired, just to give you a little bit of background. So when I first hired Ashley, I was doing the full-time corporate plus my side gig. And I was in a state of overwhelm and burnout. And I knew that, but I didn't know what the signs were. So what she coached me through was knowing what those signs were. So before I got to what I call like the full breakdown or the full burnout. So even though I am not anywhere near perfect at it now, what I have done is at least see the signs before I get to that point. And since then, knock on wood, I haven't gotten back to like the full breakdown or the full burnout because I have just started by recognizing what the signs are and putting on the brakes there. So one of those signs for me is when I like don't have the emotional capacity for my personal life. So whether that's friendships, my marriage, anything like that, I feel that I am so emotionally overwhelmed or whatever with my business that it carries over to my personal life. And I just, like you said, I'm like, I don't have time for this. I can't talk about feelings. I don't even have the emotional capacity to do this right now. So that is like one of the signs of how it shows up for me. Mm, I love that. And it's like, also like one of the ways it shows up for me and, and, and I don't feel like I'm going through burnout now, but like, I can see myself overworking a lot is like simple little things, like not paying attention when my husband's talking to me, like my brain is in a different dimension thinking about 50 other things. And, you know, like, that's the thing about burnout that I don't think we talk enough about is like, yeah, we want to work. We want to, you know, be really successful, but 80 years from now, when we're on our deathbed, we're going to want to look back at the memories that we created in this time when we're able-bodied and like able to watch our families grow and like be present. And I would hate for myself to look back and be like, I missed every single thing that actually mattered to me. I wish I could go back. That's actually like the number one reason I left corporate world, but like and that's the number one reason I coach on this topic specifically, because I do re really believe that as a society, we need to work to find more joy. And if you're burnt out, you cannot find joy. It's impossible because just like you said, you have no emotional capacity to even resonate with that idea of joy. You just can't like joy is an emotion in itself. Right. So when I think about that, it's like, I want the emotional capacity to feel joy, to listen to my husband, to watch my kid, to like watch him fumble through words and like figure out what he was trying to say as opposed to being impatient. And usually when I'm impatient, it's like, okay, I might be working too much. So, mm -hmm. you know, this is like your permission slip to notice what's coming up for you. If you're feeling on the edge of burnout and burnout doesn't necessarily mean one thing to, or one thing to many, it can mean a lot of different things. So for Katie and me, it's a lot of like emotional capacity for some people. It might be overwhelm. For some people, it might be avoidance. You know, there's just so many different levels to this. So explore it on your own and just see what comes up for you because you're worth so much more than the burnout. And I guarantee you that even if you worked through that to-do list, you would give yourself more and you would just stay in this perpetual cycle of burnout unless you actively choose a different path. 
Oh, such a good call out. And I think one thing that as you're talking really comes up for me strongly is like appreciating the privilege that we have to choose joy. Oh, yes. Like that is something that I take for granted personally all the time that I try to remind myself, like you have the privilege to either decide to take on that client or not take on that client. Mm -hmm. There are some people that have to take on the shift. They have to take on whatever. So like making sure to your point that we are using that privilege in the right way and like making decisions because we have the ability to do it. That is such a great call out. That's so true. And, you know, burnout is almost a privilege in itself because it means that you have a lot coming to you. There's a lot on your plate, right? Oh my gosh. I feel like that was a light bulb moment for me. So thank you so much for just bringing me back and reminding me of that because it is, you guys, we live a very privileged world in which we all benefit greatly from, Um, you know, even doing this podcast is a fucking benefit to be able, or to a privilege to be able to push your voice out and share your ideas and your, have a, have a podcast mic that was $200. That's all a privilege, right? Yeah. And if we focus on burnout, as opposed to like, wow, I'm so privileged. It's like, let's just like take a step back for a second, zoom out and remember what's actually important and how lucky we are to be doing what we're doing. Yeah. I try to remind myself of that. Like just thinking about being an entrepreneur, like in the moments that are hard, number one, Hey bitch, you chose this. Like (laughs) (laughs) don't complain. You chose. And then number two is like, you had the privilege to like, take that scary jump to take that leap. And like, I should be making the most of it, you know? And not that I always follow that. Not that I'm always good at it. Like, obviously I'm still in cycles of burnout now, so I'm not doing it there. I don't want to use the word right, but like, I'm not doing it the way I desire to. Um, but it's, I mean, it's a work in progress, right? Totally. And you know, what that brings up for me is like, we're just doing our fucking best our best and that's all we can be asked to give and like even as I even as we're having this conversation like I feel like if somebody would have said this to me while I was going through burnout I would have been like fuck you like no you don't get it you don't understand (laughs) exactly but like I think that's like the most valuable piece of this in my mind is like yeah it might not feel helpful, but at some point you're going to come to that same realization. And whether that's today on this podcast or six months from now or two years from now is irrelevant. You'll eventually get so sick of being burnt out that you'll make a change because there's nothing else that you could do. It's either that or your mental capacity or sanity is going to go out the window. And that was like kind of the pivotal point for me in corporate, which was like, I literally cannot do this anymore. If I have to do it, I will lose it, literally lose it. And so find that, find that point. I mean, you can keep going through burnout if you want, that's okay. But you could also choose to just reel it back a little bit and try. Cause like, obviously continuing with burnout doesn't actually help burnout, right? <laughs> like we think we have to keep going. Like you said earlier, if I just got these three more hours in, it would help me feel better. But like, that's not true usually. So like reel it back a smidge and just see what happens. Like try a different way for once and just see like, did I feel better? Did I notice a shift? Right. And it's all about like really tuning into what you need and what you desire and what's going to work for you based on your lifestyle and how you want to live ideally. 
Yes, I love that. And I think going back to what you just said too, is like, I always remind myself that like, I'm not saving lives. I'm not in the ER right now. So like things can wait. And I know it's really hard. Like you said, when you're in the moment of burnout, you're like, I have to do this now. This needs to get done or the world's going to come crashing around me. But even just start with like five minute breaks, walk away from your computer, walk outside, go get a glass of water. And it's amazing what those even like five minutes can do when you come back to your desk or wherever you're working of how that can change your attitude of um, where you're at and what you're working on. Yeah. A couple episodes ago, we interviewed Rebecca Whitman and she talked about the Pomodoro method, which is a, kind of been something that I've been working on just with my launch of like, I'm going to work 25 minutes. I'm going to take a five minute break or whatever. And that has actually really helped me yesterday. Uh, you guys, I'm in a launch right now. I just launched shout out the corporate dropout collective. <laughs> and, um, as I've been launching this product yesterday, I had my hype event, which is basically like talking through the basics of the nine to five exit strategy. And all morning I was obsessing over the sales page of like the website of which people were going to buy this thing. And so you guys, I'm like two years into my business, very successful. And I'm still obsessing over stupid little shit. So like, that's your permission slip. It's okay. But just like, let's kind of bring it back and acknowledge that That thing that I spent all of my morning focusing on was a waste of my time because at the end of the day, the website still worked to go pay for my product. How it looked didn't really matter, right? Like, and that's like a moment where I really had to zoom out and be like, am I obsessing over something that is really unnecessary? Yes, bitch, you are. Move the fuck on, go to your calls, serve your clients. That's more important. And like, you know, even yesterday I did feel like this little sense of like, oh man, I'm kind of tired going into my client calls. And that is never the energy that I desire to show up to serve people. And so it's just like a really good reminder of like burnout does not serve me. And it certainly doesn't serve your clients. So forgive yourself. It is a human thing. Burnout is real. You do not have to be perfect. And as a tangible takeaway, I would say just pick out what those three things are that you want to do every day to move the needle in your business, in your corporate life, whatever you are talking about, and then give yourself your, the permission of once you finish those three things, if that's all you have the capacity for that day, then guess what? That's what you're going to do. And you're going to still be accomplished. Um, but yeah, it's I like a lot actually, of enoughness. enoughness. Yes. Yes. It's a good word. Um, but I actually attended the event that you're talking about and it was amazing and i feel like so many people walked away like feeling inspired to leave their nine to five or feeling inspired to leave that burnout behind so would you mind giving us a little preview of what um corporate dropout collective is going to be and like how people can learn more about it totally you know Corporate Dropout Collective is like a culmination of everything I've learned over the last two years about what it means to transition from corporate world into entrepreneurship. And they don't write classes about this kind of shit. So I wrote it. And that's really where it came from because I've seen the emotional toll that I've seen and experienced rather the emotional toll that corporate burnout can have on a person's mental state. And that place can leave you feeling so fucking lonely and it's devastating, truly devastating to feel alone when you're transitioning out of corporate world. 
and there's no right way to do it, right? And so what I've created this program around is really just giving you the steps to follow so that you can feel empowered in that process as opposed to alone, scared, fearful. Now those emotions are going to come up, but we're also untying your identity from your corporate job, which is in itself kind of a traumatic experience, if I'm being honest. Like you're really undoing a lot of the things that you've been conditioned to believe. And I just believe that no one should ever have to go through that experience alone. And so I created Corporate Dropout Collective so that you could experience that transition in a way that felt more supportive. And it's a 12-week program. We're getting started on April 5th. And during these 12 weeks, I've created this curriculum that I think I needed <laughs> when I transitioned out. And it's everything from mindset around untying your identity from the corporate world um, it's from how to work your numbers, how to like make sure that you feel financially supported in whatever situation that you have, whether you're privileged or not to have a lot of money coming in. How do you support yourself in the transition? Because at the end of the day, mental state aside, we still have to make our bills. We still have to pay our bills and we still have families to take care of. Right. So how do we do that in a way that feels really good and supportive? And then Lastly, how do I bridge into entrepreneurship? What does that process look like? What do I need to know? How do I create offers that actually make money? How the fuck do I sell? You guys, I have 10 years of sales experience that I'm bringing into this program to share with you guys. And I'm just so excited about it. And so if you are interested, if you're looking to step out of burnout and to bring back some power wherever you can in your life, I want to invite you to just check out the website, www.corporatedropoutcollective.com. If you have questions, shoot me a message on Instagram at Embracing Me Uncertain. I'd be happy to talk about it with you guys in a little bit more detail or even book a call. That's totally an option as well. So I just want you guys all to know that burnout is a fucking struggle and you don't have to stand for it. So I want you to take a stand for yourself. I want, to, I want you to take a stand for your mental health and know that it's okay to get support in that process. And it's never going to be easy <laughs> or it's never going to be easy. Right, Katie? <laughs> that is true, but it is easier with support. Like that is one yes. thing I'll say. You've always reminded me like, yes, I could have done it on my own. It wouldn't have been as easy. It wouldn't have been as fun. And I would have like faltered and it would have taken me so much longer. So do not sleep on this collective. It is going to be insanely, insanely transformational. Oh my God. Now that you say that though, I'm thinking to myself, I did like, I didn't get help until the very end of like, almost when I couldn't take it anymore. I'm like, shit, if I would have like gotten support sooner in my process of like feeling that burnout, I wonder how things would have turned out. I mean, corporate job collective maybe never would have been built. So like, I'll be grateful that it all happened the way that it did. However, you know, I did stay in a state of burnout for a really long time and I just didn't choose differently. And it's made me because I just couldn't see it, you know, and maybe that's where you're at. So if that's where you're at, that's okay too. Just let this be your moment of like self-reflection. Is this what I really want for myself? Is it? And am I willing to change or do something different to help me climb out of this. And if I can't climb out of it, can I ask for help to do it? There's no shame in that. So we'll leave you guys with that. Thank you so much for listening to Be Bold Repeat and subscribe to our newsletter, y'all. Subscribe to the newsletter. Just go to www.beboldrepeat.com. Subscribe to the newsletter. We're going to be giving away some things. We're doing a lot. So the newsletter is the best way to keep up to date because 
Instagram algorithms. They don't always love us slash we just never know what they're doing. So we want to be able to keep you guys up to date. So we hope you guys have a great rest of your week and we'll talk to you in the next episode. Take care. Bye everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you are taking away some incredible ideas for your own business. If you liked today's episode, feel free to binge the rest of our shows and leave us an honest review. We are always open to hearing your feedback, especially if you have requests for future episodes. Each month, we'll take a look at our reviews and randomly select one winner for a free digital marketing audit or coaching session of your choice. Don't forget to hit subscribe and we'll talk to you in the next episode.